This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay. Next on the agenda. Losing and how to deal with it. Because we're going to lose. I'm cool with forfeiting. Skipper Schindler. A chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to the warm up episode 92. I'm your host, Brady Frost, and I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and David Siddle to take a look at the Watford game. Uh, gentlemen, how are you? Uh, we'll go to Dave first because I always ask you first, Tom. Dave, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Not too bad. Just... Enjoying the last remnants of the World Cup and hoping for a positive second part of the season for town. Nice, nice. Who's your who I'm gonna put you on the spot right now? Who's winning who's winning the World Cup? Argentina. Argentina, okay. But I like it, I like it. I mean and if you squint really hardly, or in my case take your glasses off, you could pretend it's town because blue and white stripes. <laughs> um Tom, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. I just took a really Stupid drink of water, just as you were asking me a question. But yeah, um, other than that, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's that time of the year, isn't it? Everything's jolly, um, apart from Saturdays. But yeah, keep it, keep it going. <laughs> um, the 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 listeners won't know because obviously we don't put this stuff visually anymore. But you, you've got a new look, Tom, haven't you? Yeah, I uh, got rid of my beard because I went to a fancy dress party as uh, John McClane from Die Hard, um, which I always push the boat out, but I am regretting for four hours basically getting rid of my beard because now I have like five chins. So <laughs> I don't think you do, mate. Come on. I don't know. Me. I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's not gone down well with the missus anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, speaking of things that haven't gone down well, um, the league's back, and so the defeats for Huddersfield. Obviously, we lost one 0 at Sheffield United on Saturday. Um, I'm going to hold my hands up here. I was, I didn't go to the game, and I was dual screening Morocco Portugal. Um, such is the enthusiasm. Um, it's a good job I don't do a podcast about Huddersfield. But um, 
<laughs> that does make it 12 defeats in uh, 21 league games for town. Uh, they host Watford on this Saturday, looking to bounce back. Can they do it? That's a really good question, me asking my myself the question. Well, Watford um, came back from the break and drew nil-nil at home with Hull City, so maybe. And they sit fifth in the league on 34 points. Just looking at their away form, they've picked up just two wins in the last five trips. So maybe uh, away from Vicarage Road. So maybe Town can catch them on a bad day. Um, but Tom had the break. And um, it's maybe we're being a bit harsh because obviously Sheffield United are second in the league. Mm. It's hard to expect maybe a result there, but it just kind of feels like more of the same, doesn't it? And it's uh, it's a bit grim. Yeah, it was kind of a shame. It was on. I had that red button option. To be fair, um, and <laughs> watched the game. But I mean, I I think the first half. I, I mean, Fotheringham man, he's not going to come out and say it was rubbish, is he? But I do think the first half was a bit. Yeah, it seemed all pretty much all Sheffield United. Second half there was improvements there. Um, only conceded one, I guess you can say, as a positive. But we just look so lacklustre up front, and that that's the problem in it. I, I mean, you do look at that bottom half, and out of the the teams there, our goal difference isn't too bad at the moment, and it's it's the only reason is we're in those minus figures really, is that we just can't score. So that is what has to change. We've got to start creating and scoring. Um, it's going to be interesting, this game, because I watched some of the whole highlights, the, the extended highlights of their game against Hull, um, Watford and Hull. Um, I, I think there's there's things that Town can exploit from that Watford team, potentially. But then there's things that worry me. Um, Hull struggled passing it around at the back. Watford seemed very keen to press, you know what I mean, and get a lot of players around, around that defence. And one thing that I think Town have struggled with over the last few years is being able to pass it out from the back, even though we insist on trying it now and again. Um, but a lot of the times I saw Hull capitalise on them picking it up in the kind of middle and Watford pushing. It seemed quite a few players forward and then not having many back and then not getting back in time either. So it depends if we can work on that turnover and we we might we might do all right, but they might play differently away as well. That um I don't know how defensive Billich is away from home, but it's gonna be interesting. It is. And look at you, you've shaved your beard and you're bringing out all this tactical knowledge. It's, uh, <laughs> it's freed you. Um Dave, so I was having a look uh, one for the people who love XG. Uh Guess who had the lowest expected goals in the championship this uh, like the weekend just gone? Huddersfield, 0.22. Um, you know, to be, as I always say, old football man as well. I could have told you that without the stats, but uh, Town do need to score. Tom, Tom touched on it then. Can you see them changing their goal-scoring form anytime soon? Because, you know, you can forget your stats, but goals win your games. <laughs> I don't see where we're going to get goals from, aside from set-pieces, like for... Sheffield United game, I thought they looked comfortable, to be honest. I think first half was, I don't know, maybe just weren't, weren't ready for the Steffi's for the second half. While of an improvement, don't think it was good. Like, we didn't really do anything other than get the balls in sort of wide areas and put pretty poor crosses in that was pretty easy for Fulham to claim or for one of the defenders to, to head out. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't really see where, how we improve upon that, to be honest. It seems a very set. And a play. I mean, we haven't scored in what six of our last eight games. 
um, like look at some of the some of the stats there. Like that Rhodes is top scorer before he's not scored since a penalty at Luton away in October. Like last few goals he scored by central defenders. Like him, one of Naki Armas against Millwall was a fluke. I don't think Ruffles is going to have a QPR-like performance again, unfortunately. So I don't. We're not, we're not putting balls into areas that will make it make him happen to play or transitions that are going to worry teams. You know, there's a couple of occasions where we probably could have carried the ball a bit further, could have moved the ball a bit quicker, and we just we didn't. We either hesitate, don't have the confidence, or we've had freedom to to do that. Um, I mean, I think that's part of fothering himself is just to make sure we don't concede or keep the score as low as possible. But that's not going to help us in this situation. I think we have to score goals. We're losing 1-0 doesn't matter, to be honest with you. You need points on the board and you have to win 3-2 by being more open. And that's kind of what you have, you know, what you need to be doing really this stage, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't really see, see that improving until transfer window and don't think it sounds like there's a great deal going to be happening in that window anyway, to be honest. Yeah, um, these these pods seem to get a bit more grim every the closer the longer <laughs> the season goes on. But uh, it's I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, and Tom, we're, we're going to try and be positive where we can in this podcast. But um, let's continue the negatives right now because we can't score goals. And um, Watford have got a lot of uh, key players who could hurt us. Um, who did you pick out? Yes, I, I went for Davis because. Um... He's just one of those players that I always think is going to cause you problems, even if it's not in an attacking sense. He's big. He gets himself around. He was pretty effective for Forrest last season. And from the highlights I've seen from Watford, um, he's done the same, done more of the same. He's, he's just... I, I mean, I, I, I quite I fancy our defence to be able to handle him, but I just think... Um, I just always like that kind of player who's just going to turn up and rough you about. Do you know what I mean? And if if he kind of knocks someone off in the first couple of minutes and lets them know that he's there, then could affect the the game from the start. So um, yeah, there's there's my pick for the for the game. But it is honestly like a sweet shop that that squad in it. It's um, there's so much to choose from. It's it's insane once again how Watford kind of get away with some of these players <laughs> that they've got in that squad. But yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, who who did you pick? Did you pick another attacker to to complement Davis? I, I did. I went for um, João Pedro. I think he's the best player in the league, comfortably to be honest with you. Um, to be playing Premier League football, he can pretty much play anywhere. Watford after your job really. He's, Play a striker, play the number ten. He even dropped into certain midfields. Um, he'll be everywhere. I don't think he's not a player you can you can sort of man mark really. You've got to try and limit limit the space and his um and what you know what he can do really. But I say it's not easy. I think he's the best player in that league by a mile. He'll be moving for for big money in the in the summer window. To be honest, yeah, he was linked with Newcastle, wasn't he, in the summer? Yeah. Um, and I, the reason I, I know that is because I picked him. <laughs> um, he's got it's one in three, isn't it? Um, I think it's six goals in in eighteen league starts. And uh, God, imagine if your town had a player one in three, we'd be we'd doing a lot better. But I agree with you. He, he's he's a cut above. Um, I think what always really stands out. I, I mean, again, I don't I don't watch him every week, but whenever I've seen him play his positioning, it just looks really lively and you know runs about. Um, and he's you know, town either have a striker that runs about. 
<laughs> or scores, you know, sometimes scores goals and uh, he does both. He runs about, he's got a great position and he scores goals. Um, and you're spot on. He's been sitting in the number 10 um, as well, like seems to play everywhere. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, a glut of riches in the Watford team. Um, fun. Uh, we didn't get a chance to speak to a Watford fan this week. Um, to be honest, it's because we know they're probably going to win and we don't want to hear them being smug about it. So <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break and then let's come back with the questions. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's time for the mailbag, gentlemen. Let us open up the mailbag. You've got mail. Okay, so the first one, we're coming straight in. You, t- you can't ease in with the mailbag because who knows? You might get hate mail. You might get fan mail. Um, but this is not directed at us. You'll be pleased to know, Tom. Um, but it has directed at the man in the dugout. Uh, Hopton Boy asks, how long is Mark Fotheringham going to last? Um, not that I want to peddle rumours, but um, I-, I feel there's been a, like a little bit of talk about Fotheringham, um, which seems daft to me. Because not because I, I don't think he necessarily is um, deserves not to be sacked, but we've had four weeks off. I feel like that would have been the you know twenty nine days off. I feel like that would have been the time to do it. But um, who knows? Twitter is uh, maybe we shouldn't peddle Twitter rumors. But um, yeah, what what do you think? Do you think he's going to last till the end of the season? Um, I think if we go down, he's gone. Mm. Um, I kind of think. Uh, is that if if we're in the state, if we get to the state where we're, do you know what I mean? We're down already. I wonder if they'd get rid of him then, kind of thing. Um, do you know, I mean, kind of the way the Cowleys went, even though the Cowleys kept us up in that sense, do you know what I mean? Kind of thinking, right, mm. season's technically over and you're not going to be here next season. You're going. But I, I, I do, I think if somehow he did keep us up, um, he'd he'd be kept in because he's done a really good job then. But yeah, I just can't see him staying if we go down, to be honest, because surely we're going to get, by that time, we should have a new owner and I'm guessing they will want to put their own spin on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, good point. Uh, Dave, do you you think Fotheringham's, how, how long do you think he's got? I think either way, I think he'll be gone at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's the long-term person to take us forward if we get, if we got relegated or if we stayed up, to be honest. I think he's very much in a firefighting role. Um, i say this sort of the style of football isn't, I don't think, progressive this stage. So I think that's down to the, maybe the squads. 
and uh, Bods, he's got to him, so he's maybe making do with what he's got. But I think I don't think it's still the long term. Is this sort of this system and this setup of just sitting deep and putting crosses into aimless crosses into a box really is is going to bring bring people back into this into the stadium really. Um, I don't know what the sort of what they've got planned longer term. Who like who who do you bring in? I think if we're in the middle of selling a club, I mean we don't know we've got owners yet. This could be a process that could take eighteen months, two years for we know. Um, it's very hard to get any sort of stability on that front or any sort of planning put in place. Um, so until sort of the, the club, the future of clubs sort of sorted a bit, we're sort of stuck in a bit of a no man's land, really. Unfortunately, it's pretty sort of, sort of dull, dull, sort of not worrying times. I think I don't think you know, whole whole anything sort of that drastic, but you know, the club can't move forward until it's sold, sadly. And I don't know if we're any closer to, to being there, so. Yeah, I mean, the thing I suppose another question to ask you guys following on from this is, do you do you guys actually rate him? Because uh, the reason I asked this was um, the second tier. Uh, Tom and I obviously know Justin. Uh, they did a little ranking all the managers in the league, and uh, Mark Fotheringham was bottom, uh, and ahead of him was um, Colatore, who at that point hadn't even managed a game. So um, clearly. Clearly, neutrals don't rate him. Um, do you guys rate him, or is it just is it hard to hard to judge really? Because I suppose like it's, there's a lot of things going against him that any manager would struggle with. Tom, I'll, I'll ask you first because you look like you, you're chomping at the bit. Oh, I I don't not rate him. I I think he's been dealt a bad hand with the squad he's got. I, I when when you do look at it defensively, we have tightened up, haven't we? But then I guess it's the the creating of the chances. But then you, you don't have anyone to put them away, even if we do create, and that's that's the frustrating thing, and that's what he's lacking. But I I I don't I I'm I mean I'm not I had a go at you last week, didn't I, Brad? If I'm not a manager, so but like I I don't see what much more he could do with this squad the way he's playing at the moment, um. I think a time isn't on his side, and that's the frustrating thing. Um, he's kind of. I think he's trying to do a reset from the back, but we need to speed it up a bit and get a bit better further up the field. Um, it is that is harsh putting him bottom ahead of Colo Torre, though. I think to be honest, um, but he's got he's going to be in the bottom five at least. Yeah, Dave. Same question. Um, what? Well, first of all, what do you what do you think of Fotheringham? And uh, just to make it even more difficult for you, do you think any other manager could be doing a better job than he's doing? Or you know, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think he, I think he knew the hand he was sort of dealt. To be honest, when he walked into the club, he wasn't on advertised in that aspect. So he sort of coming sort of not blind. I think he knew sort of the situation. Um, I don't. I think. With the players we've got, I don't blame him for setting up. I mean, if we argue our strongest players, where we spent the most money, is probably our defence. And you kind of have to make sure that's the focal point, even if it's not particularly entertaining. Um, I think it's sort of it's not just number of chances. I think it's the quality of chances we create and getting the balls into those those areas where it's going to cause difficulty. Like the game on Saturday was was that we we weren't getting crosses close. We were sort of halfway in their own half and putting balls in to players sort of one to not even close. We haven't got pacey strikers. I think 
um you know it, it was just it was just easy like easy to depend um so i mean could someone do a better job possibly i don't know who off the top of my head um but i'm sure there probably is people out there that could do but there's also people that do a lot a lot worse job than she's doing at the moment um i think it's you know it's definitely a tough job don't really envy him when you've got no money to really spend any sort of you're shopping or you're looking at you know the lower lower end of the transfer market in a, a division where teams are spending millions upon millions you know say we've got what have got Jao Pedro, Ismail Shark will be coming back and Keenan Davis is the front three. They've got Ken Seema and Espria to bring in off the bench. You know, that, that's sort of depth of talent they've got. And we've got potentially looking at Simpson, who's played his first game on Saturday, and being going to be Ben Jackson or one of like DR or Drain Holmes or something. You know, it's there's a there's a definite golf in quality. I don't I don't know how you how you find a system with that really. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's doing a terrible job. It's not particularly the style of football I like, but I also appreciate that you know you have, you have to do what you think is is best to play at your disposal. I think that's, you know, he do, he's doing that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Like I think I think we've said it on here before, Tom. Like he's he's doing a lot better job than than Schofield did. You know, he's made us more defensively solid. Um, and again, like. You know, having three managers in a season, if you were to get rid of him, that always screams, oh, this season's gone really well. Um, but yeah, it's just a tough job. I, d- I don't really know anyone who could improve it that much. I mean, we we were talking about it the other day, but like genuinely, I feel like it, you'd need like a, a Warnock or like a, you know, he's getting to great escape time really um, at this rate. But again, you can ask questions of, of the board really, two inexperienced managers. Um, you know, and not really giving him the tools. It it seems like a recipe for disaster, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I did ask the listeners because I realised this is um, this is bleak. <laughs> this is bleak. I think um, it's not a good situation, and no one's feeling too positive about town. So, I, the kind of framing of the questions was um, what. What do you think town can do to stay up? Like, what do they need to do? Um, and I, I kind of. We've got some responses and I'll kind of follow on here. But Nick Barlow says um, he'd send back Anderin. Um, you know, Anderin's also got, got an injury. Sounds like he might be out for a while. Uh, sell Rhodes, offload Russell and maybe one or two more and bring in an attacking midfielder or playing midfielder and a striker. Even then, with our money, we're unlikely to sign the quality necessary to get us the number of wins required. So, again, like even though that's meant to be a positive, it's still people still feel quite down. I mean, I suppose my question to, to you guys is, what does town need to do? Like, can can you see a scenario where town do stay up? Um, Tom, I'm coming to you. Um, Siddle's already said it. We need to win. You need three points. You need to start winning at kind of at all costs. Um, it's all right sorting out the defence, yeah, but losing one nil, and we just need to pick points up. You got to be at minimum starting to draw. Um and then um in the in the in January maybe find some sort of striking option, but I don't know how that's gonna happen. Hmm. I mean Mark Harrison said um looks like there'll be limited funds for January to a debut touch on that then and obviously Mark Fobringham said that in his pressers, but his his two things would be uh refresh the loans, prioritize creative players and hopes it comes off. And second in home games, get on the front foot, 
foot and push up the pitch, trust the defence and allow the likes of Redoni to get in the opposition box. I mean, Dave, do you, do you agree with that? Do you think the loans is maybe something we've, you know, to get that creative player? Because if funds are limited, um, that's probably the only way town can get those those difference makers or or that quality. Yeah, I mean, we have, we've got the money to, to spend and loans is sort of the alternative, but I'd say position we're in at the moment, it's going to be convincing players to to send someone a loan of the, the sort of the quality needed unless you get get very lucky, to be honest. I mean, teams, these the players that I imagine would be looking to make a difference. There'd be 15 other championship sides with a lot better position than we are going after those players. Um, so while you hope that, you know, you might, might get lucky and find a, someone in there um yeah i don't really i don't really know after that i'd say at the moment it feels like a miracle just in the pod down even further but unless we unless we manage to find a hit a, a system somehow that we can sort of turn this sort of solid enough defense and find a way of transitioning into a more fluid attack i, I don't i don't see how we how we stay up to be honest um you know the the Names being banned about on the free transfers don't exactly bring me a, a great deal of confidence. But then again, always happy to be proved wrong if you, um, you know, get get lucky. Um, I say I don't think we can fault the effort of the players. I think the one positive thing is I don't think there's really been a game where, or too many games where you think the players' effort can be questioned. I think they're working as as hard as they can. And if you got that going into every game, then I think at least then you got you got that, and then hopefully you can build upon it. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so, so I've got some sort of much hope to be honest outside of that. Yeah, I mean that's that's the main question, guys. I mean, it, you know, here we are. Uh, it's the middle of December. It, there's still five months of the season to go. But um, Tom, I mean, do you do you see Town staying up? Um, nah, Brady. <laughs> Every time I speak to someone, I I, I kind of say it's done. It just it just just feels like it's I just it, the most frustrating thing is it's so tight above us. You see, did you say Watford are on thirty four points? Yeah, and they're in fifth. And then there's teams are not far above us on like twenty six points, isn't there? It's just like that's that gap is mad. Really, it's it's just annoying how close the rest of the league is, and everyone else seems to pick points above each other. Um. So I don't know. I, I don't think so, Brady. And, and unless something amazing happens, it would. Be, and um, they mentioned it on the main pod the other night. Um, if Town did stay up, it would be the one of the biggest achievements in recent history. Town coming back from this, um, it would be the great escape, to be honest. And I, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds it sounds bad, but I just. They're kind of talking about the main pod. They touched it on the main pod as well. Like, do you see three teams worse than town? And like Blackpool, I thought were pretty bad when we played them. Um, Wigan, I didn't think were great. They're the other teams in the bottom three, so maybe. But they pick up points. You know, they're uh, at the time of recording. Blackpool are in twenty third, but they're four, they're four points ahead of us. And um, Wigan five. You know, maybe Rotherham could drop. Don't forget though, and this could be very annoying at the end of the season have two less points than they have and we should have one more, really. Yeah, yeah. Um imagine if it came down to that. <laughs> I don't I, 
I didn't we didn't off the Blackpool game anyway, but it's still Wigan at home. Sure. We should have we should have we should have beaten Wigan at home. And yeah. to be honest, aside 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 from that, like we you know, we should have got point of Rotherham. There's 40, 45 other games. I don't think you can you can you can look at that. I think there's too many games we've sort of come out the wrong side, like the Sunderland game we were talking about yeah. on the pod before. We didn't, you know, see too many games we sort of say Don okay, played played a little bit, but haven't had any edge. And there's too many games we've just not had any edge to to, to break a team down. And that's really sort of what Colin last year we sort of found a way to get something from a game and that momentum carried on and built and built this year, we sort of gone the other way. We've sort of found a way to to lose a game and that sort of moment that run sort of gone on and on, so to speak. You know, but winning's a habit, losing's a habit, and it's very hard to to get out of I know very hard to get out of that losing habit really. Um just set in. Yeah. I, I I'm with you guys. Like I I don't know. I think who knows? We'll probably win at what we'll probably win against Watford now on Saturday. But I just think um I feel like a lot. I was like, oh, the break will be really good, but like a lot has to go right for us to get out of it. And if the rumors, are, you know, the rumors are like Tino's going to be out again for months. Um, I was like, basically, we need him to just be <laughs> like possessed by the spirit of Messi or something um, for us to have a chance of winning. If he's injured, it's like, who do you look at and step up? So, like, positives, maybe you know, I think. Like if Rodoni scores, I feel like maybe he's like one who could go on a bit of a run. Um, yeah. you know, but awesome. a lot has to go right. You know, a lot would have to go right for us to get out of this mess. And I just don't see it. And like, you know, we'd have to have a hell of a transfer window. Well, Fotheringham said in his press conference, I think four times that they don't have a lot of money. Um, I mean, who who knows? Because you know, we've said before, but the club thinks play um some of the fans want 10 million pound signings when it's like is I think we'd probably take someone at 300 grand. Like, <laughs> um, we need to have a hell of a window, and I don't, I don't really see it. Um, and I'm it feels a, I'll put a positive. I'll put at least a positive out there. I think I think we've got a, a semi decent run coming up against teams that are in that middle of the pack. I know I know we're bottom and struggling against everyone, but let's say Sheffield United. Actually, that do you know what I mean? Let's say that Sheffield United actually end up being well, they're gonna go up, aren't they? Probably top two, mm. the way they're looking. And maybe the Sheffield United performance wasn't as you know what I mean. Maybe Sheffield United were actually very good. And then Watford will be interesting to see what they're like. But then you got like I know Preston are a, a all right team, but then Rotherham, Luton, Hull, Blackpool, Coventry, Bristol City, and then QPR we beat away. And then Wigan, and then Stoke. You know what I mean? I think I think there's a run of games if if Town can just somehow get something out of it, even if it's just not lose games. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Get some draws under the belt to start with, and then get a bit of luck and pick up a, a few free pointers. You know? Yeah, I think that's a positive I can take from the rest of the season, Brady. At least yeah. we're gonna have a. a I think. When I read those teams out, do you do you worry? I know we're going into a lot of games thinking we're going to lose, but I do think like I think these Sheffield United and Watford ones, I was like, oh, that's a we're going to struggle in those. But I do look further ahead and think there could be a there could be a run that Town could get together here. Yeah, and and to be honest, every team like even Barnsley last season, who you know 
who got relegated, they had a run. Like you, every team has a run at some point in the league, and maybe that is it. But I think it's just it just puts a hell of a lot of pressure, doesn't it? Like you know, I think most fans wouldn't expect us to get something out of Watford. Um, you know, the game on Saturday, but it just puts a hell of a lot of pressure for that for that Rotherham game at home, doesn't it? And like like I said, they've already beaten us once this season, and um, they probably only need a point. You know, so it's like. Yeah, but you know who, who knows. I mean, it, there is a long way to go, and and Tom, you know, will be will be doing pods. So um, if we're jacking it in now, there's not much point doing pods for the rest of the season. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm more like optimistic that. for uh, Watford and Saturday. I'm pressed away, that's for sure. Oh yeah, never win it. Yeah, Preston. true. I mean, that's, yeah, but that's I say I say this every season. We're due a win at Preston. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get in the FA Cup. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. We'll go on a weird FA Cup run. We'll get relegated, but somehow make the quarters or something. Um, yeah, okay. Well, we've got to be over positive, Tom. There you go. Let's end on that. There's a there's a run coming up. Um, and I, I agree with you, Dave. They're not it's not that the players aren't putting effort in. So who knows? Who knows? We have seen the escapes. Um, but we'll move on back to the Watford game. Um, the previous lineup, uh, so it's your the boss time. Previous lineup against Sheffield United was 3 4 3. So you had a Nichols and goal. You had a back three of Lee's, Helic, and Boyle. And then Kessler, Hayden, Kasumu, Rodoni, and Ruffles as your four. And then your three up front was Sorber, Ward, and Holmes. Um, Dave, would you go 3 4 3 for this? Keep the same team, or would you make a couple of changes? Well, I'm making a couple of changes. I'm just keeping keep sort of the same sort of system. I'm bringing in Jackson for Rodoni on the, sort of, say, attacking midfield, midfield role to. Number one, provide protection to to Ruffles, but also more some more direct on that that flank than Madoni. And I was debating if I think probably if Hogsfit he starts like he he came on and and you forgot how much he brings to that team on on Saturday. It's generally just a generally good midfield. I think you just forget their sort of his positioning and the way he just breaks off attacks. It's actually pretty crucial in sort of that sort of improved second half really. Um, uh, yeah, I think the biggest thing you got we've got to find a way to get Thomas into games. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he's had top assist and most you know, potentially most influential player, and you could just see he's getting getting frustrated. Um you have to find a way in that system to, to get him into areas where he's gonna cause cause damage really and not worry too much about making him you know, track back or do you know that defensive side we've got potentially got like six, seven players can bring back anyway. So those would be my changes. Fair, fair. I like it. Tom, are you are you changing anything? Yeah, I I agree with Siddle there. And I think I think from watching that their performance against Hull, that kind of turnover in the middle could be crucial. And Hogg is that's what his career's been built up, especially at town, isn't it? And and if he can do that and then I mean he's not really the dist- the distributor, but the person next to him can pick it up and then find Thomas and I'm guessing it'd probably be Holmes. Um just to get those attacks going, um, I, I I was I actually thought Diara looked pretty sharp when he when he uh, he came on, um, that ball into the box at the end was that kind of thing that I think we're lacking just something a, a little bit smart, um, and maybe if you add him in the middle, I don't know if that'd work with the type of players, but just to just to play the ball, be the person that. Once Hogs won it back, he starts that counter straight away because I feel like he's quite a quick player. He quick thinking would start that, and that's where Hull seemed to capitalise. I was, and that's the kind of positives I took from watching those highlights was 
if you've got someone like Hogg to do that, that's good. It'd be nice to see Simpson get a few more minutes as well. I don't know if he'd, he'd get, you'd be starting him, but yeah, if he can come on a bit earlier. Because um, if one thing he's got, he's got confidence, Annie, and you need that up top. So, yeah. Um, other than that, Brady, I think I'd, I'd keep the back three the same. I thought Boyle, Will Boyle's turned it around, to be honest. Fair play to him. It's good to see that. So, yeah, keep that keep that back three as well. Yeah, you've got to keep big Boyle as a... Mark Fothering, would say in there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, lads. I, I can't like a two of Kasuma and Hulk, particularly in this game. Just, you know, stop them. And like you said, there's turnovers. Um, I think Diara is a, a chaos agent, like you say. Um, you know, you can tell he's young because he, I think it was the Swansea game where he made that really good run and then he shoots when he could lay it off to someone. So, um, but that, that's it. And then I, I think, yeah, I think basically the same team as you guys. I think you need Ward, although. I don't think Ward's hit the heights he had this season. He did say he has an injury, but probably just need a striker to run around and stress him out. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, bring on Simpson. Um, Holmes is a defensive winger for me. I think he's actually quite good at that, but this feels very much like a let's contain and, you know, if it's still nil-nil, go for it. I, I don't know, like maybe they'll start off on the front foot town, but I don't, I don't feel like they will. I think they'll kind of give maybe a bit too much respect to Watford um, and try and hang on in. But we, we'll, we'll see. They'll play him on the counter, I think. Maybe. Yeah. We'll be like the away team, won't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think if, you, if you're going to play on the counter, you have to have pace. Like you've got to have pace in behind tomorrow because if you're going to invite pressure, your full-backs are where they're going to be out the pitch and you don't want to get them, you want to get them caught out really because that's where the space is going to be and you want to drag those defenders across um, so you, you need to have pace on both flanks to to to, to give them something to work on to utilize that transition. Um, so I thought for Jackson would probably be a better fit than maybe Holmes or Rodoni on that that side. Yeah, yeah, I do like Jackson. I think I think that's a good channel, Dave. Um, come on then, lads. What what are you saying for your match predictions? Um, are you gonna give the listeners some hope, or are we gonna be realistic, Dave? Oh, God, God, go a bit of hope, haven't you? Say, scrappy, scrappy two-one win. I think we'll go. We'll we'll start off on the front foot. Go ahead early. Yes, get a fluky goal to make two 0 and they'll score about twenty minutes to go to to make to make it a bit more nerve wracking because you know being a town fan is always quite easy most games. So change up a bit. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I mean, God, I'm going on Saturday with snappy hand off oh. for a two-one. Um, <laughs> Tom, are you going for a win or are you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep the positivity going and I'm going to, because I feel like we're a bit of a bogey team for them. I, 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 I normally look at the historical stats, <laughs> but I feel like, especially recent history, um, my mate who's a Watford fan's never enjoyed coming up. So uh, I will go for um, 1 0 town, Simpson to come on and beast through the defence somehow. Over with about ten minutes to go and score a bit of a Ishmael esque <laughs> <laughs> winner. Love it, love it. Um, I yeah, I think Watford probably should win this game, but I'm going to go for a one nil home win, and I'm going to go for a Mikhail Helic set piece uh, header. I think that's the only from a corner or something. I think that's the only way we're we're scoring in this one. Um, and I think 
we've not touched on it, but it goes without saying Lee Nichols is going to have to have a hell of a game, I think. So, um, but we've all gone for wins. So that's definitely going to happen. And if it doesn't, it's not our fault. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. I mean, we've got no amazing elbow this week again, Tom. Um, he's he's on the he's on the World Cup break, isn't he? He's, he's out yeah, there in Qatar yeah. dealing with all the problems. Um so he will return at some point, won't he? He will. He will return. He will return. I just, um, yeah, he's just away at the moment. But let's say next week, optimistically, he'll be back next week. <laughs> he will be back. He will be back. And um, I tell you what, has never left. Is always there for you. It's our code. Get ten percent off all online orders with that code AHTTC10. Got it right this time. Um, Magic Rock obviously sponsored this episode and um, yeah, get some beers for Christmas. Who doesn't like beers for Christmas? Um, get them used and uh, yeah, maybe see some of you in the tap room. I will, I will be there. It's a home home game tradition. Um, yeah. Thanks to them for sponsoring. Thanks to Tom and Dave for, for joining us. And thanks to you listener for tuning in. We will be back to preview the next game. Um, and we're talking about doing a quiz, aren't we, Tom? So maybe we'll stick one of them in. Yeah. Maybe do a Christmas one. Christmas quiz. I think that'll cheer everyone up. Because what we're going to do, talk about defeat. Yes, we probably will. All right, that'll do for now. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone and up the town. Up the town. So town play up. We'll bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.